All right, welcome back to the Wide Right Podcast. I'm Manny Navarro, Miami Hurricanes beat writer for The Athletic. It is April 14th, Thursday, around, around about 10 minutes to 4 o'clock, and uh, got a special guest with me today. Uh, he's not a former Hurricane. He's actually a former Seminole. Uh, talking about J.R. Bryant, who's now a NIL, I guess, agent, right, with first-round management. Is that the right description for you, man? Yeah, NIL marketing agent. There you go. <laughs> right, 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 right. But you Thanks were almost you were almost a hurricane, man. I mean, it was very it was very, very close back in the day. I, I and and you know, JR, you and I go back, man. I mean, when I was the high school writer back in the day, uh, <laughs> you know, Killian and Miami Carroll City, the year that you guys were were both up there with you know Kenny Phillips and and yeah, you know, Willie Williams, Willie Williams, and uh, yeah. so many great players, Ricky Jean Francois. You guys yeah. made it was the state semifinals. You guys ended up playing them in. In Orange Bowl, and that was the three nothing game, right? That they won on a yeah. on a field goal. Broke my heart. That was the three nothing <laughs> game. Broke my heart. <laughs> but uh, all these years later, you know, you went to college, you went to Florida State, um, got your degree, right? And and now you're you're working in NIL and college football, and you're representing some Hurricanes. You got guys like Leonard Taylor, right on on right. your uh, on your squad, who right. he was the first. Um, player in the state of Florida, get himself a car deal. You were part of that, that whole process. And correct. who who else do you represent, man? Well, from just, we're going to kind of just stick with the UM guys, Matt, like uh, on our roster, we have uh, Jake Garcia, uh, Jake Littlestein. I hope I said that right. Yeah. Uh, Leonard, LT, Leonard Taylor. We got uh, Melo Brunson. Uh, we got Brashad Smith. We got Jacoby George. Uh, we got Jalen Knighton. We got uh, Don Chaney. Man, we got half the Who else we got? We got uh, Chase Smith. We got, bro, we got all the best players at UM, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, it's. You, it's you guys and, and Drew's crew, I think, that represent the whole team, the Rosenhaus, and you guys. Are, it's just like... Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody cares about Drew. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. Oh, we got, I'm sorry, we got, we got DJ Scaife. Can't forget about my boy Scaife. There you go, right? Yeah, I mean, we got Scaife, DJ, DJ Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Gilbert, Gilbert Fryson. So, yeah, man, we got a pretty good, pretty good chunk of guys at Miami. Yeah. And and it's great. I mean, the way NIL has obviously changed the game for these kids. You, you're a guy who grew up in South Florida. I'm sure, you, you know, coming up, knowing all the other guys like you, you know, Richmond Heights area, money, what, what this kind of money does for these kids um, right. and these opportunities. You Let's start with that. You, you, you were a guy who went through it yourself. How do you think life would have changed for you if you would have had some of these opportunities when you were in college? Oh, man, somebody texted me the other day. Uh, somebody texted me the other day and said, because we were talking about a quarterback. We were talking about a uh, quarterback that um, that just got a deal. Well, that's a quarterback from Tennessee, I believe. Got yep. this $8 million here. <laughs> and they texted me the other day and was like, yo, you came out, uh, you came out 15 years too late. <laughs> but, man, I, I mean, just with – it would have changed the whole scope because it's, it's changing recruitment now. So it's it's uh it's it goes to the highest bidder. So it would have changed the entire scope of recruiting for me per se, just with uh, just with taking care of me, me, myself, and my family. 
But at the end of the day, like I tell all these kids, you know, don't this money is temporary. Like you're really trying to get somewhere else. Like this money is is uh I don't want to say peanuts. It's a lot to a college kid because I I understand. But this is not a big the bigger picture. So don't 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 base your college decision off of the school you go to. Don't base the college decision the school you go to off uh, amount of money because just you also got to make sure that it's the right situation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because this guy, if this guy's paying you hundred thousand, but this guy's paying you fifty thousand, but you can go over here and, and and the situation is correct, just take the fifty because in three to four years, that's what you're trying to get to anyway. But if you take the hundred, being greedy, you know it might that might be the only hundred you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's what I said. Don't base your cop, don't base your uh, situation off uh, uh, nil deal. And and what's interesting about it all is that, you know, obviously you mentioned the California quarterback um, who signed that eight million dollar deal right with the Tennessee collective um, in California. It's legal for these kids in high school to sign these NIL deals, but still still here in the state of Florida, it's not. So it's kind of like that, that 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 territory where obviously the, the, the high school recruits are having those conversations with colleges. Right. Where they where they're saying, you know, the colleges are talking to them saying, hey. You know, these are some of the deals our players have been able to get. These are the kind of things you might be able to work out. But we can't be involved in the process, right? Because it's against the law here in the state of Florida for colleges to, to be involved. So it's got to be outside forces. You know, it's got to be you guys striking up deals with, you know, uh, car dealerships or, you know, a guy like Mr. Ruiz, John Ruiz uh, over there, right, Life right. Wallet, who signed all, all, all these kids. He's got over 40, 50 kids from, from, from Miami signed up just from the football team. Right. Um, what what is how challenging challenging does that make the dynamic, uh, you know, Jr. with, you know, the fact that the schools can't be involved here in the state of Florida. And recruiting, like recruiting the kids. Why? Well, I mean, in terms of of making the NIL deals. Right. Because, I mean, in other states, um, you know, school, the, the laws are different. Alabama, Georgia, you know, they, right. they can participate. What kind of challenges does present the fact that Miami as a school can't necessarily be involved? in those NIL deals, but you guys can help the players get them, so to speak. Well, I mean, it's, it's challenges, but, but is, I, I guess to the coaches, there's, a, to the coaches, there's an advantage. There's always challenges, but to, to Miami coaches, I guess there's an advantage because they don't really have to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, uh, okay, you guys, you guys, uh, you get your NIL agents or whatever, you know, that, that do your marketing. You guys handle that part and we'll handle it. So it's challenging. Uh, I don't even think it's that challenging. It all it always works itself out because when the kids get here, they they uh, they link on to the best agency in Miami first first round. They link on to the best agency in Miami first round management, and we and we we see what we do. We do a great job for them, and you know, and it's NIL is not what everybody really think of, think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 good money, but it's Certain kids are making millions of dollars, as you can see. That's everybody, and that's what we try to tell everybody. It's not really what what they think it is, but I don't think it's that challenging because you know they get you know they get to school and then right away we already know who they are from you know you guys, the writers, and you know they're in there are two four seven and profiles. You know we know who they are from the two four seven profiles, and so you know we uh, do our due diligence, sign them up legally the right way. Uh, Malky does it, and Malky all he has things set for these guys already. So 
to me, I don't, I don't really see. You don't see. You don't see the challenge. I mean, I guess some people look at it like, in other words, you know, like Alabama or Georgia or some of these other schools where the states where the laws might be a little more lenient. It might be easier for them to attract the kid because they can talk about NIL deals and help them in the process. Yeah, but, here, but here, here the system's good enough. Apparently, is what you're telling me, right? I mean, here, yeah. I mean, the school can't talk about it, but things. Get things done. happen. Things get done. That's what I, I mean. mean. However, <laughs> however they get done, yeah, they get done. I, you know, I don't know how they get done, <laughs> but they get done. They get done. I hear you. All right, man. That was it. That was that was kind of the, the way I wanted to broach that topic because to me there is a difference. By the way, just so you know, there is a difference with, the, with yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, um, I understand what you're saying. From from a from a player perspective, okay. T- let's talk money for a second. Um, who who is the guy right now? And maybe you don't have to give me the specifics of the numbers, but you know whatever you're comfortable saying. As far as first round management is concerned, who is the guy right now who is the, the hottest client, the guy that everybody wants to kind of work with for you guys among the college kids? For us right now, um, right now, believe it, we have a couple. Everybody wants to work with uh, Leonard Taylor, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, a lot of people want to work with Frank Gore Jr. You know, we have Frank because his dad. Right. We represent, we represent Frank with the boxing and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want want to work with Frank Gore Jr. because of you know the correlation, you know that bloodline. Right. Um, but you know, but when when you know we get phone calls, we we don't uh we give we give these we give these companies our, our client list and we try to work for everybody not just the main people but i can say though i can say those two it's kind of tricky it's kind of a trick not really a trick question because you have you have like you have like south ridge alumni that will do things for the kids that want to south ridge you got palmetto alumni that do things for Bashar Smith too so it's kind of you know it's kind of the but the main the main question uh just let me tell yeah Talk about that that car deal, how that got done, um, and and how I mean I guess the first ones to do it had to be pretty cool, right? I mean to, to be proud. Uh, it was it was it was trailblazing, you know. That's what we do. We, that's what we do, man. That's what we do at first round. We we, we set trends, and now you see people, you know, everybody else car trying deals to from Ohio <laughs> and whoever from you know they got they got to go outside the city, you know they can't they can't make it happen in their city. <laughs> yeah, you know, but uh, nah, man. You know, um, we got a phone call, and you know, he, he uh, Leonard Taylor didn't have a card. Um, he needed transportation. Uh, you know, he, he stayed. He stays down south. Needed transportation, and man, Malky, uh, man, Malky jumped on the phone and uh, got got over with uh, Ocean Auto Club with Fernie. Got over with uh, Ocean Auto Club at Fernie and. We went over, we sat down, we talked to him, and man, we scraped up the deal. Got him a uh, first car deal in Florida. Uh, first car, car deal in Florida. Of course, he has to, 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 uh, some obligations to, to uphold. And then we doubled back and got Jacoby Georgia a, a car deal the other day. You did? Okay, what's he driving? I, we seen the blue Dodge Charger for, for, for Leonard. What is Jacoby in? Jacoby is driving a, a Challenger, blue Scat Pack. I believe okay. it's Scat Pack, yeah. Okay, so we oh, they yeah. both they both got those Dodge Challengers. Yeah, Dodge. Yeah, no. Um, LT has a Charger. Oh, LT has Jacoby, a Charger. I'm sorry. Yeah, and Jacoby has a Challenger. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. So you know, it's, you know, we 
that's what we do, man. We're trendsetters over on this side. You know, everybody else follow the lead. <laughs> hey, I see the work. You're not lying right now. You you guys were first to the punch, so you deserve credit yeah, for Yeah, man, Malky, Malky does a great job, man. Malky, that guy, like, I, I've never seen <laughs> I never seen I, man, my father, God bless his soul, he he worked, but I didn't, this guy doesn't. I don't think he sleeps, bro. Maybe he doesn't sleep, you know. He uh, but he wants, you know, he wants what's best for these kids, and, and you know, he wants them just to be comfortable. Because our whole thing is, man, we'll make it like we try to make their life comfortable. So, but football needs to be your main focus, right? right. So, Maki goes over and beyond for these kids, man. It's it's, it's a blessing. Well, when you guys venture into the the sports writer realm, let me know. I'll be I'll be I'll be eagerly waiting the phone call whenever you're ready to hook up a sports hey, man, writer. Come, hey, hey, listen, you hey, <laughs> listen. Like you say, we go back since what 2003. Yeah. But, hey, just come on over, man. Come on <laughs> over. Hey, we'll, we'll trailblaze that also. We'll there you go. First, you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. So let, let's go back in history for a second. Um, and, and I want to talk to you about some of the other things you're involved in, too. You mentioned, you know, Richmond, Richmond Heights, right, in the park, being involved in the park there, being a park commissioner and, and helping the youth football movement. But let, let's talk first about you, the player, because, you know, I remember back in the day, you and Willie were in the, in the same class. I think you, I had you guys number one and two in Dade County back when I did the, 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 the player rankings for the Herald. Right. And uh, you know, both of you guys were were, were just phenomenal athletes uh, and, and, and guys that I thought, man, these guys are, are, are going to be superstars at the next level. Willie ran into his own set of trouble, but you went to college and you played at Florida State and you were part of that rotation. Um, t- tell me about that experience, man, going from the high school to the college and, and just what you got out of your experience and, and how close were you to being a hurricane since you are on the Wide Right podcast. I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> man, going from going from Miami, Florida to Tallahassee, Florida was a big. It was a big culture shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I say culture, I mean uh, just the vibe of uh, just the vibe of the town. Um, you know, we in Miami. It's fast. It's the city. You know, Miami is not a college town. You got the mall. You got the Marlins. You got. The Hurricanes, you got Panthers, you got the Dolphins, you got the Heat. So it was like fast. So going from Miami to Tallahassee, it was like the Matrix. Like everything just slowed down for me. And, you know, I, I kind of adjusted. It took me some time. You know, you got to get acclimated to school practice and mat drills and, and, uh, just get, you just get, I just had to get acclimated to the college life. You know, and um, I mean, it was great. I ran into, I never got in any legal trouble. I never really got in any legal trouble. But I ran into, you know, just things with the coaching staff, with me being from Miami, the way that we are as as uh, growing up here. And, you know, our swagger and slight attitudes. And, you know, so, but yeah, I played, man. I had a great time. I was coached by two of the best, uh, Coach Bobby Bowden, Coach uh, Mickey Andrews. Uh, Jimbo came, Jimbo Fisher came my last year. Um, so it was a great, I mean, I, I regret nothing because it made me who I am. It got me to this point. I regret nothing, but yeah, college was, uh, at least it was fun. It was fun and it taught, it taught me a lot. Now you were supposed to be a hurricane though. You were really close to being a hurricane. I thought you were going to sign with Miami. And then I'm looking at the article here written by Stephen Holder, who works with me at the athletic. He covers the Colts and the NFL now for us. 
Um, but, you know, back when we both worked for the Herald and were covering recruiting, he went to Killian that day for your announcement. I think I was with Willie uh, Williams for his announcement. Um, and you ended up picking FSU. And I think people were surprised from what I remember because everybody thought you were going to Miami. So what what happened? How did you not end up at Miami? Coach Andrews, well, well, okay, let me start here. We went, we went uh, on the, we went to, I went, instead of going to the USA Army game, back then, Florida, California was the game to go to. So I went to Florida, California game, and I sat next to Trevor Ford. So Trevor Ford asked me, hey, you're not going to, like, Florida State visit? I'm like, nah, like, no, I'm going to UM, like, like, I was, I'm going to UM. Like, I'm not going to Florida State visit. He was like, bro, I'm going such and such weekend. And I remember like it was yesterday. It was the first weekend in January. That's like a main weekend in Tallahassee. Yeah. They have this, like, hip-hop thing. And, you know, like a lot of hip-hop celebrities come and they, they perform and everybody's in town. So, so he was like, bro, he said, he said, if you are top three, top five in your at your position, you will be in Tallahassee this weekend. When I say Willie Williams, Trevor Ford, me, Xavier Carter, Xavier Lee, Brandon Siler, uh, man, Aaron Jones, King. I mean, it was just, it was like who's who. It was the who's who of that. Of, of high school football just around the nation. Kenny O'Neill, like, they were there. So I was like, everybody going to be there? So speed the story up. I say, man, I called uh, – I say, man, call Florida State. I want to go to visit. He called – he called Coach Steele, crazy, the, the defense coordinator at Miami now. Yeah. He called Coach Steele. I got on the phone. I said, Coach, man, what's up? I can't come on the visit. Coach Steele say, I thought you were done. Now, now, man, I promise you, I told this man, I said, I said, no, nah, coach, I just did that, you know, just, just so I could just have something. I was lying. <laughs> I was lying <laughs> to this man. Like, I was not going to Florida State. I was lying. I just wanted to go on a visit. Yeah. So this, I was like, no, nah, coach, man, I want to come on a visit. You know, it's not really like that. I'm lying through my face. <laughs> got on a visit, man. Visit was great. Like, got that Thursday, didn't leave the Monday. Uh, <laughs> visit was great, but sat down, started talking football. Guess who? Actually, guess who was a G eight going over X's and O's with us? Manny Diaz. No, he was gone. He was gone already. Yeah, I think he was gone. Yeah, Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart was a G eight. Wow, Kirby Smart. Wow. The head coach of Florida was G- at Georgia. I'm, in, I'm sorry. Yeah, was G eight. So we going through X's and O's. Are you here? Trevor gonna be here? Tony Carter. We got all of. You know, so I'm like, okay, this sounded kind of good now. Yeah, I, I'm not paying attention, but it's like this is our depth chart. Now he showed me the depth chart. We got Brian McFadden, he supposed to go first round. We got Leroy Smith, he's good, but hey, but we got this kid Antonio Cromarty, five star. He's definitely going top fifteen, but this other spot over here. So I'm like, hold. So now, now my ears open. So I'm like, wait, I can play as a freshman. This is Bobby Bowden, Mickey Andrews. So now I'm, uh, so now I'm, so my ears are just as open. Long story short, after I left, it was kind of, um, it was kind of still Miami. But when Florida State came, 
to my house to meet with my parents and meet with me and Bobby Bowden sat in my, my living room. It was like it was a rap. <laughs> yeah, it was like Bobby Bowden's in my living room. Yeah. So it was like this Bobby Bowden. No, no disrespect to Coach Coker at all, but it was like, all right, I'm going for the state. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, and glad I did because I'm still super close with, you know. Uh, like men, like the dudes that signed the UM, we still super close. Me and Willie, you know, all of us, we still super close. I'm good with the coaches, coach, you know, you know. But you know, I, I met my brothers at Florida State. And I mean, you know, I'm a seminal man. It's, it's up behind me, but that's yeah. what that's that's really what happened. Yeah, and that's and really you fell in love with being a seminal, and Bobby won your heart over. Hey, listen, that's understandable. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and obviously, we lost him last year. I'm wondering, you know, when was the last time you had spoken to Bobby and, and what was your relationship with him like? Man, the last time I talked to Coach B was, I talked to Big B, it was some years. I talked to Big B, had to be, because he had started getting older, like, I thought, like, he left in, like, 2008 or nine. I want to say. Mm-hmm. I think I talked to him around that time. But we, like, one but I, I remember my pops had, you know, because Big B was like, uh, he really, he he said he got he got up on his towel and he just watched practice. And so he like never really spoke to you per se. He got on his golf cart because he was down, you know, up in age. You know, all, like the coaches ran the team basically. So he never really spoke. But um, like my dad had got sick and I had to fly home one time. My dad had got real sick. And um big and uh big B was like uh so I was walking uh leaving practice one day and he and he stopped me and he was like uh 18 Brian, how's his father doing? And I, that kind of shocked me because like you know, Big B just he gets on his cart and he goes, but but and then he invited me to his office and spoke to me, you know. He but he would speak to you, it wasn't like it was his relationship with me wasn't like my relationship with Coach Andrews. Right. You know, but but he was a cool dude, and you know, a lot of people didn't uh, like. A lot of people thought he didn't know what he was talking about. He knew football. Like yeah. it was the fun. It was the funny thing. Our relationship was. Uh, he was a good. He was a good man. You know, great dude. Mm-hmm. Always put God first. You know, but uh, you know, the last time I spoke with him, uh, I want to say was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So that's the last time we uh, we actually spoke. And and uh, but he uh, but I guess he was beloved. right? I mean, everybody there, there really wasn't any animosity towards him. He was kind of like uh-huh. the grandfather of the program, I guess, at that time. Yeah, not really. Like it wasn't animosity, no animosity at all, bro. Because uh, I mean, he always uh, one thing I can say about Coach B, he definitely uh, he used to Coach B would tell us about he we used to have Bible study sometime, like, and then he 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 would make sure you know he would make sure all all the players he would never. He really talked football. Let me say that it was more about life. Yeah, it was more. It was more about life uh, with Coach B. But yeah, he was. Uh, I just don't like the way they pushed him out. But that's another story. Yeah, you you were there from 04 to 07. Is that right, Jar? Correct. Yeah, correct. So, so you split with Miami. I know they beat you guys the first year you were there, and then I think the last year they won in Tallahassee. That that yeah. crazy ass finish. They blew a fake field goal. Yeah. The FSU Miami rivalry, people nowadays, you know, you look at both of those programs. I know things are changing, right? Coach Norvell's trying to change things over there. Mario's here in Miami now. So maybe 
maybe it'll get back to being great the way it used to be. But what did that rivalry mean to you as a player and, and the kids around you that were growing up? Because it was one of the best in college football at a certain point where everybody, I mean, that was like appointment viewing when Miami and Florida State played. Right, right, right. That To me, I had to win that game. Like, to me, I had to win that game because I had to come back home. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, UM fans, uh, all my homeboys on the, on the team, so that, that that was like an important game because I and I was committed to Miami all of my junior, all of my senior, like all of my seniors. So that's a game that I had to win. And uh our first year in the Orange Bowl, well, we lost in overtime. Yeah, we lost in overtime on some crazy. Mm-hmm. Some crazy. My second year we won at our place. Mm-hmm. My third year we won again in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, they were all low-scoring games. There wasn't a whole lot of points to your senior year right, when, the, when that was a shootout. The last, yeah, the last year was like twenty-four to twenty-one, something like, some, something like that. Yeah, but they threw a fake field goal. But that game was important just because I remember um, we was at we was in California at the Florida California game, and Miami and uh, Florida State was playing for the second time in the Orange Bowl, and uh, an announcer, an announcer said, an announcer said. Uh, this game is important. This is for recruitment reasons. Yeah. We'll win this game. We'll, recruit, we'll win a recruiting battle in the state of Florida. So that game always was important. It was fun. You know, uh, I won't say both sides don't like each other because we, we, you know, we don't like Florida. That's a totally different. But yeah. it, was, it was like a, it was like you find your cousins. Yeah. Yeah, there was a level. Was, of, there was a level of respect, even even right. though you guys were rivals. There was a level of respect, which is different. Right. probably different with Florida, right? Yeah, there's no respect with Florida. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was a level of respect, though. It was definitely a level of respect. Uh, it was definitely a level of respect. Uh, that that uh that rivalry hasn't been the same for for some years. That rivalry hasn't been the same for some years. But now I'm gonna stop at that. I don't. I don't want to go past. I don't want to go. <laughs> you don't want to push any harder. I got you. I'm almost. A, I'm gonna stop at that. <laughs> You don't want to get into that with me. Is is it is it, it just just off the the top? Is that because you're upset with the way Florida State things have sort of happened there, or or because? Yes. Okay, you're you're yes. not happy with the with the state of the program right now. It's it's a lot of moves being like, I I like it's funny. I don't understand. I got I have more connections and more. I have more connections and and, and more resources at the University of Miami than I have at my own school. Not saying I'm end all be all, but if I I stop at that, I don't want to. You know. <laughs> well, what's I interesting? Love, I love my school. I love my school. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you love Florida State, and that's good. I mean, I I love it when the when the when the rivalry is at its peak. But right now, it's just you know people don't talk about that game nationally the way that they used to, and it's a shame. Because it's not it's, that game. That game was. I mean, we were supposed to play that game on Labor Day, but that freshman year, but, you know, that hurricane happened down here, so we had to move to that Friday. And then there was always a night primetime game on ABC, like, yeah, it's like 12 noon, like play 12 noon, uh, uh, like, it's like whatever now. I mean, Mario, but I can say Coach uh, Cristobal, they look like I, I'm over there, you know, because I have to be for work purposes. And mm-hmm. some of my coaches over there and, I know almost everybody over there, so uh, it looks like you know they changing things around uh, over there. I hope they're doing the same with Tallahassee. Yeah, because <laughs> I know on Green Tree they working. 
Yeah, they are. And it looks it looks a lot different. You you, you were out there uh, last year, right? How what, what are the biggest differences between a Manny Diaz led Miami and a Mario Cristobal led Miami just from an observer's point of view? Uh, to me, experience, experience and uh, experience and uh, enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, like coach, coach Mirabal coached me in high school at Columbus. He was my coach at Columbus. He coaches the same exact way. Like this little dude is like a he's a monster. <laughs> and I'm watching him. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, dude, it's been like 20 years, and this guy's still the same. Like he doesn't. He's like four seven, 98 pounds, and he's in <laughs> guys that's six four, six five. Like grabbing them, throwing them, but yeah, just enthusiasm, want to, and it's a different pace of practice. Like last year, I, I would watch, and it just looked like people was just going through the motions. Yeah, just like what we are here for. But this year, it's more from what I've seen, more detail, more, more, they more they concentrate more on finishing uh, and perfecting their craft, and just enthusiasm throughout the practice. Yeah. So yeah. We, we got the spring game on Saturday. Um, your guys, um, when you look at next season and, and, and the guys that you represent, who do you think is really on the cusp of breaking out? Because you guys have a lot of good young players uh, over there at first round. I, I don't want to be biased <laughs> and say everybody. But um, we've been hearing some great things about Jacoby George. Mm-hmm. Jacoby George is about to have a monster year. Like that, to be honest, Jacoby and I'm and, and Bashar Smith also, but mainly Jacoby George, because you know you don't know what LT is going to play, but just somebody that's coming up. Yeah, uh, Jacoby George is going to yeah, he's going to open some eyes. Yeah, and and he's been running with the first team all spring. From from my understanding, he's basically been out there with the the Keyshawn Smith kid and uh, right. and uh, Xavier uh, Rashebo, who's in the yeah. slot. So, right. um, so that's what I'm like I don't you know I I don't wouldn't want to be biased, but then you have the you know you have Jay Rooster, Jalen Knight, and we know you know what you're gonna get from Rooster, mm-hmm. but then you got uh, you have Ladon, the chain. You know, yeah. once he comes back from the injury, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Once he comes back from the injury and get and he gets comfortable. You know he's gonna, especially in his offense, yeah. and just with his uh, running back coach, uh, coach, coach uh, Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. He's a great coach, so you know he's gonna, you know, get those guys right. So I would say those, those two, two, three. You know, Jacoby and uh, Chain. I, I'd be remiss not to bring up sort of the big name in the news right now. Uh, I know you guys don't necessarily represent him, or at least you haven't mentioned him. But the Amarius Mims kid from Georgia, the offensive tackle who I guess is at Florida state right now. He's visiting Florida state. Uh, he's supposed to be at Miami tomorrow. Um, you know, one thing I've heard throughout this whole process is, you know, NIL obviously plays a big deal. Right. Uh, what, what's up with NIL with FSU? Have you guys, I mean, you represent Miami players. Do you have anybody at FSU? They don't, uh, bro, I got a phone call from one of my ex teammates. At Florida State, mm-hmm. his words were, bro, I'm trying to, I've, I've been talking to some people, trying to get it, but they don't want nothing to do with it. Why I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brownlee, Brownlee said something about NIL. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what they, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm out of, I don't know what they have going on. I don't know what their process of thinking is. 
I'm the type of dude, uh, you stay in your core, but you also have to progress. Yeah. You know, and you, uh, if you don't progress, you're going to get left behind. You know, everybody's throwing out NILs, and I guess they want to, I don't know what they want to do, to be honest, but mm-hmm. they want to sing happy birthday. Birthday cake. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I try not. You try not to get involved in it. Yeah, yeah I hear, I hear I just, you. But well, I, I had to ask because I have you on and you guys have a lot of. No, I, I, I got you. I don't. Yeah. But to be honest, I don't know. Like, there's no. I don't. With the NIL process, I don't, you know. I don't know. I don't know what they got going on. I don't know what they. I, I, I haven't you, heard. Do you guys have FSU players at all? Do you have any FSU players? No. Nah, I'm, I'm about to sign one. Okay. But you don't have any at the moment. Not on the roster. No, we don't. <laughs> so how, about, how about any? How about any Gators or any uh, any other kids from in state? And I'm okay. Well, we had uh, we the Gators. We had uh, Kamora Gamble, but when the new coach came, we decided to leave and go to UCF. So right. Kamora Gamble is our uh, is our client. Um, Nicosi Perry at uh, FAU. Nicosi Perry at FAU. Mm-hmm. Is our client. Um, so that's that's the that's who we got in the state. Uh, yeah, as far as other kids. Yeah, we as far as other kids, that's who we got. And are they getting as many NIL opportunities maybe, yeah. as maybe yeah, some of them? Mm-hmm. And we got a uh, Revol- Revolvo Revolvo uh Fairweather from FIU, signing FIU. Okay. So you have right. him as well. So so you got and they're getting opportunities as well. It's not just like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I say, man, Malky, uh Malky and we have a whole market. Team, those guys are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Peter Reese is on top of those guys. Uh, he's a you know Peter Reese on top of those guys. So like I say, when when they call for the big guys, we give them my whole like we 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 introduce them to our entire roster. Yeah, and we and, and like we have nothing but people that do that every yeah. day. Phone calls, you know, just try to get these kids deals because like we you know we explain. We explained it to him like, listen, it's not going to be you're not going to get a new deal every day or every week or every month. There's going to be some slow times, but we're going to work to get you what we can get you. Yeah. Uh, let, let's I don't want to hang up with you without broaching this subject. You mentioned your, your involvement in um, the community in, tar- in terms of youth football and so forth. Richmond Heights Park, is that right? Yeah, Richmond Park. How long have you have you been involved in that, and and what do you do there? And and I guess what is sort of the message to the kids now? Because football is obviously changing fast, right? With with all right. this stuff going on, do you educate the young kids? And when do you guys start having those conversations? Well, I, what I do, um, I'm the commissioner. I'm the assistant commissioner of over football. Uh, I'm the assistant commissioner over football, and I just try to from I, I help out. I help coach the eight my eight you. That's my squad. Um, started in 2008 when I came home from uh, the camp with the Lions. I jumped right into coaching, found that it was something I loved. Uh, we won two national titles. Uh, we won like 38 and 0 at one point, like wow. before we lost our, our first game in like three years. We won like four, we won like four Sean Taylor Classics in like five years, three or four in like. We were like we won like three in like four years. It was just crazy what we were doing. Just try to educate these kids and you know tell them. You no, know, I just mostly harp on harp on them about about school. 
you know, right now, tell them, you know, they, they asked me about uh, NIL deals. I just I kind of shoot that down because you, know, you got to get to college first. You yeah. know, I just try to kind of I'm trying to uh, just teach, to teach them about life. You know, it's more about it's more than football. You know, it's more than football. Football is great. Football is a blessing. Football is 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 something that can change your family's life. But if you don't do the things outside of football that's necessary, you won't get to where you need to go. So that's my message. You know, I, I tell everybody, you know, uh, learn from my mistakes. You know, I'm a walking testimony, but, you know, I could have I could have had more, you know, but God set me down. And not saying that I'm not going to get it. It's just going to be another way in life. So I just tell them to learn from my mistakes. If I see them, if I see a kid eight, nine, ten years old, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really baby these kids. Like uh, that's that's not coming from me because the world that's not that's not life. Once you get to college, I don't, I don't care if they give you ten million dollars nil deal. Once you get to college, if you suck, you going on the bench. If you're not doing, if you're not doing what you got to do in class, you're going to fail. Like so, I just try to give them the game raw. I try to give it to them honest. But I try to just teach them and give them life lessons. That's basically what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Is football is secondary to me. Not saying, not trying to uh, dismiss or minimize the game of football. But I just, I just feel like if, if everything in your life is in order, then football will follow. Richmond Park. Any, any of those kids that you represent now play for you there when they were yeah, coming up? Yeah, Rashad, Rashad Smith played. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Leonard Teller played for Richmond. Uh, DJ Ivy from Richmond Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who played on that. Juan Johnson played on the park. <laughs> you know, Chevy Redwine played on the park. Yeah, so you know, Lamar Miller played on the, you know, so yeah, but the guys now, yeah, the guys now, uh, Rashad Smith and Linda Teller played uh, for the park. That's yeah. got to be kind of that's got to be kind of cool, right? I mean, the fact that you've been with them through this whole process all the way yeah, up. Man, I, yeah, I know. They, I know their families. I know them. It's cool because they know at the end of the day, you know, they know when it all when it's all said and done. At the core of it, you know, I'm I'm going to take care of their, their child. You know, these kids are like my little nephews or little brothers. So, you know, even if it's uh, and a, and I have to say, you know, I'm with Malky because. I could have been, I could have worked with any sport, sports age. I still like they call me and oh, what's going on? But at the end of the day, I know I've been knowing Malky for almost 20 years. And I know that he'll never, he'll never shice a kid. So loyalty and, and, and great morals is, is big to me. So I don't, I can't speak for no other agency. I can't speak for nobody else. I've been offered more and more and more, but. At the end of the day, my you know I I'm loyal and a dollar can't move me because if if I take the money and you shice this kid that I've been knowing his whole life, mm-hmm. now I can't go back to where I'm from, right? Because you did this kid wrong, and that's exactly why I'm with Malcolm because he always does right by the kids, man. He uh until recently, until I stopped it, he used to give me like one a year, like bro, if you got somebody that's from your hood, somebody that just needs a shot. I pay for their training, give them a stipend, just, you know, give them a shot. And he asked me, did I want to do it this year? I told him no for certain reasons because these kids are not grateful for anything. Mm-hmm. They find any little thing to be mad at. You know? <laughs> so 
So right. I just told him, I told him, nah, bro, because at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's like I say, it's always been in football. But yeah, those guys, Bashad and Leonard, actually played on the bar. What, Bashad uh, Bashad actually won a national championship. He was on your national championship team. Wow. He, he won one national championship 2016, the Golden Boys. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. That, uh, had to have been a special roster. Um, but before we let you go, one more for you. You mentioned, you know, you try to teach them lessons, things that you learned, mistakes that you made. You know, what maybe there's a story in there somewhere um, that, that you could share now and we can include in this podcast and, and, you know, for listeners about something that, you know, a mistake you made or something you learned about, you know, this whole process that would be helpful. Um, just, just, the mistakes I made was, you know, just I thought like uh, it was one player from Miami. It was when Diaz was there. No, not Diaz. I'm sorry. Excuse me. When Rick was there, the coach Rick, and they started Madrids. So uh, it was a player. Certain players used to come. Man, man, you know how they talk. Man, they tripping. Man, this ain't for, this ain't about football. It's got nothing to do with football. It's stupid. This, that, and the third. And this dude was starting. And I was trying to tell him, I was like, yo, Madrills has nothing to do with football at all. It don't got nothing to do with X's and O's. And it's all about, they, they're trying to see who's going to quit and they're trying to see who's going to fight through adversity. I say, now, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get put on second team and they're going to, man, he came back two days later. He on second team. I said, bro, I told you I've been through it. I know it. So the mistakes I made was just what they make not. Like, that's why I don't get kind of mad. I understand these kids. I just try to tell them, you know, if the coach is poking at you, he's poking at you for a reason. I want to coach stop talking to you. Then you need to worry. But if he's poking at you, you know, he's trying to see if you can handle adversity and he's, he's trying to push you to somewhere he knows that, you know, you can go that you don't think you can go. But just like, just like, just little attitudes, lessons, lessons, just life lessons, just how to learn, just learn how to handle, like I say, adversity is big in football. Football and life is a correlation. You know what I'm saying? You're going to hit adversity in life, you're going to hit adversity in football. But you got to learn how you handle it. It's not, it's not the rise or the fall. It's about how you respond to every situation. Mm-hmm. And so a story that I can't tell you none of my stories, I just, I was, <laughs> man, once I, once I uh okay, so quick story. We playing uh I won't get into logistics because I I done you know held and forgave and you know me and the coach is good, but we were playing uh rice and rice ran like this option play, but it was but they'll either run the option or they'll run fake option with a ball. So the whole week the coaches was like, yo, on option you got pitch, you got pitch. So the dudes ran the option. I went to the pitch man, but it was a fake option. The dude ran a crack and go and threw the ball like 60 yards down the field. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, shoot. But mind you, like, it was just crazy what we had to do. But the receiver jumped on top of the safety head and caught the ball and took it and fell. But they cursed me out for some, some reason, and I went ballistic on the sideline. I took it off, and that's when my career started, you know, tanking. I took it off. I, I'm done. Like, I went crazy. 
So with that, I, that was a mistake I made. So I try to tell the kids, like, you know, always keep composure. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get, I understand it. I can't be mad because, because 19, 20, 21 years old and you feel like somebody's attacking you, but you just got to learn, you know, don't, don't, don't put yourself, don't get yourself somewhere that you can't get out of and to get where you got to go at the moment. So I just try to just teach little lessons of football and life, man, and try to be a, a positive impact that way. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's working, man, because you guys got a great client list, great players, and and you're, you know, you're connecting with these guys. They're coming to you for a reason. They they trust you, and, and that's an important part of this all. And it's good to see a South Florida kid. You know, I don't care where you guys end up going to college. Everybody tells me all the time, well, you, you're a UM guy, right? And I'm like, right. listen. I just want to see kids make it out of South Florida and succeed, to be honest, uh, because I know how tough some of these upbringings are for these kids. The fact right. that they open up the refrigerator and there's no food in there. And you know, I, 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 I was blessed to live in, in a house where, my, thankfully, my parents were able to take care of us, our, me and my brothers. Um, but but not everybody is so fortunate. So um, I'm glad to see, Jr. that you're doing well. And uh, I'm I, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. And you're always welcome. You hit me back on the text and I'll, and I'll bring you on, man, so we can talk some more. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm proud of you, dog. You're moving up. You're doing your thing. I remember you used to write for us. We used with the Herald, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. You used to, you know, write about us. And we used to, we used to love the Manny Navarro uh, the write ups, <laughs> man. It was crazy, man. But I thank you. I appreciate it. Man, much success and much blessed to you and your show and, and, and your job, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk, man. I'll see you around. Uh, I'll see you around the neighborhood. You're going to probably be at the spring game on, on Saturday, right? You got all those guys um, you got to watch. No, nah, we we having a uh, we having a uh, event that night. Mm-hmm. Symposium for all our parents. So we got to, you know, get ready for that. For, uh, and I okay. parents, but probably not. Well, I'll run into you somewhere. You're, you'll be around yeah. and I'll be around. Yeah, I'll be around, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, JR. You take care, man. You too, man. Thank you.